Well, you got me this morning. Uh, the Holy Ghost is already here. And all I'm going to do is just talk about and preach for a few minutes on what God downloaded into my spirit yesterday driving to Chicago. We went to Chicago yesterday, and it's probably the worst day in the world to go. First of all, there's 117,000 people in Springfield. You go downtown, you might see a couple of thousand, realistically, maybe. Everything downtown Chicago is under construction. And they had a parade yesterday. <laughs> you know what I did? I walked for three and a half hours. That's what I did. I just was back and forth, but it was a good, good time. Uh, when you have about three or four million people on Michigan Avenue, you don't know what to do, but just keep walking because everybody in front of you is walking. This is a blind leading a blind. You're just going. But uh, on the way to Chicago yesterday, I'm just driving, and, and I, it just all of a sudden, God just started downloading something into my mind, into my spirit. And about five or six minutes after that, I get a text. You're up. And it was, it was no hesitation. All right, God, you, you, you told me what to say already. So I'm here to say what God told me to say this morning. And so I believe if you're here this morning, you are absolutely here for a reason. You are here for a reason. So if you can, why don't we turn to Luke chapter 15. I'm sorry, Luke 14. Luke chapter 14. Verse 21 and 22. And I think that's out of order, but I'm, I am sorry. Luke chapter 14, verse 21 and 22. And then we will go to Luke 15. So that servant came and showed his Lord these things. Then the master of the house, being angry, said unto his servant, Go out quickly into the streets and lanes of the city, and bring hither the poor, the maimed, the halt, and the blind. And the servant said, Lord, it is done as thou hast commanded, and yet there is room. And if we could go to um, Luke 15. In verse 8. Either what woman, having ten pieces of silver, if she lose one piece, doth not light a candle, and sweep the house, and seek diligently till she find it? And when she hath found it, she calleth her friends and her neighbors together, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the piece which I had lost. Likewise, I say unto you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner that repenteth. Uh, if I could have a title, I don't know if I'll even say this while I'm preaching, but it goes well. There is room for another coin. There is room for another coin. If you can, why don't we put our Bibles down, lift our hands, and one more time. Father, I thank you for everyone that's here today. I pray that the, the anointing would continue to flow and destroy any yoke, God, in the name of Jesus. 
I pray that our minds be open. I submit my spirit. I surrender my spirit, God, to hear what you say this morning. In the name of Jesus, and help us, Father, apply this to our life. In Jesus' name, praise God. Everybody say amen. You can be seated. There is room for another coin. <laughs> uh, most of us have some type of a, of a story on our conversion with God. And it really doesn't matter if you were raised on these pews or raised on other pews. All of us have a story of us finally giving up and finally coming to God. I was, uh, I was, uh, how old was I? I was 19, 18 years old when I, I fully submitted to God. Some of us may have been five or six years old. Some of you may have been 30 or 40 or 50. I saw a video the other day, a lady was 90 years old getting baptized. It doesn't matter when you come to God. It matters that you submit to God, that you finally show up. So all of us, if, if we would ask, have an amazing testimony, and all of us have, have testimony of, of down and outs, and we have testimony of, of, of being on top of the mountain. Some of us have testimony of on the streets, and some of us have testimonies on, at, at prayer meeting and, 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 and all of these different things. But all of us, hopefully all of us, have come home, have, have, have been found. But the Scripture says, and, and it repeats itself a lot, about going out and, and, and multiplying, going out and, and getting. And this topic and this, this subject sometimes can, can get a bad rap because Instantly, 90% of the people in here, you just thought of some type of aggressive, bullhorn, knocking doors, outward expression of, hey, you need to get, get to the house of God. It's typically what we start thinking about when we think about multiplying. Yesterday at Chicago, you want to talk about culture shock, this guy was just walking down uh, Michigan Avenue on, on uh, I guess that would be the east side of the road, and he had a bullhorn, and he had a sign. If you don't believe in Jesus, you're going to hell. And he was not ashamed to say it. That dude was loud, and, and you moved out of his way. He was just back and forth, and I hesitated. I almost was going to talk to him, but I, I knew I wouldn't get anywhere. But I, I promise you that that guy maybe in a year would have two or, two or three people interested. I'll just bet you. That he probably doesn't have that much, uh, um, that much, um, uh, is this thing cutting out? He probably doesn't have that much um, uh, wins, uh, very many conversions doing it that way. Sometimes it's, it's quiet. Sometimes it is aggressive. But regardless, there are coins out in this world that are yet to be found. There are coins out there that still have value in them. Some of us have been at church 
some of us have lived for God and we walked away and we left God and we did our own thing. We, what we term it, backslide. We walk away. We, we, for a million different reasons, we leave the church house and, and we go and we do our own things. And, and the most important thing to realize, because the scripture talks about it, is that you still have value. You have value to the kingdom of God. You mean something to the kingdom of God. We read the parable in, in, in Luke 14 where the master says, Go out into the lanes and the streets and bring the poor. Bring the maim. Bring the down and out. Go ahead and bring them because they have value to me and I want them here. I want them. Go ahead and get them and bring them here. And the Bible says that the servant says, God, I, Master, I went out and did that. I brought him here. And what's he say? And there is still room. There is still room, Master. So he, in the next scripture, says, okay, well, now go out to the highways in the hedges and to compel them to go ahead and come on in that my house may be filled. It's okay to be half full, but it's, there's more room. There's room. In the parable of the lost coin, she had ten of them, and she lost one. And, and it drove her nuts to go out and try to find it. It drove her nuts. She, she, she swept her house. My wife bought me a new ring about a year ago, and this is my old ring, and I've lost my new ring, and I feel like I've swept the house. I've, I've, I've opened up construction buckets. I know the day I took that ring off, I've, she's done everything she can do because the husbands don't know how to look. We just open drawers and say it's not in there. Um, all the wives said Amen. <laughs> You know, I looked all over that place, and I can't find it. And so I can only imagine her doing the same thing, but a wife or a lady looking for something, a little bit more detail than a guy. Sweeping and looking. It's driving her nuts that she can't find it. Because, see, this one coin, she had nine other coins. It's not like, oh, I lost a quarter, whatever. I got 700 of them in my drawer. It doesn't matter. The one doesn't matter. The, the principle of this is even that one coin still matters. Even the one lost coin still has value to God. So some of these coins, you can see in the picture, you got some dingy ones and you got a clean one. You got some really dirty ones there, and then yet you still have a clean one. But if you go to a soda machine and put a dirty quarter in and a clean quarter in, it still works. You still have value. You're still worth something. You may look at yourself and say, well, I'm not as clean or I'm not as proper or I'm not as good as that one, but yet I'm still worth as much as that one. I'm still worth as much as the one that you yourself put up on a pedestal. That person does it. The clean one didn't put itself on a pedestal. You put the clean one up on the pedestal for your dirty self to compare to the clean one. 
You still have value. Say, I have value. We have value today in 2019. Some of us may be going through a mess. Some of us may have home trouble. Some of us have financial trouble. Some of us have wayward children. Some of us have a work problem. Some of us have a wife problem or a husband problem or, or a cousin problem or whatever problem. That doesn't negate your value. That's the right word, negate. That doesn't take away your value. You feel bad. You feel not worth it. You feel not good enough because the other person can do it better than you. But you still are a coin that has value. And there's room in the house of God for everyone. There is room for another coin. When I first started coming to church, I didn't understand some things. The preacher Every time he said hell, it just happened to be looking at me when he, when he said it, you know. I didn't understand certain protocols, but, but I kept on coming to church. I, I had a family that kept on bringing me. I didn't, have a, I didn't have a dad at church. I don't have a dad today at church, you know. I didn't have a mom there. I didn't have, you know, my family there. It was just little old Steve Lockwood all by himself. I still had, I had value to God. I had value to God that he would care so much for you that he would do something for you. And maybe you keep tripping. Maybe you keep trying and you just can't get anywhere. Maybe you keep on, on, on keeping on and you, you keep stumbling. That doesn't negate or take away your value. There is room for another coin. I'm sure when we came to God, our pastor was irritated with us. I'm sure that there was times, man, I hope Steve just gets it. Steve, man, would you just get there, you know? Maybe he did, maybe he didn't. But when you are reaching for somebody, when you are trying to get another coin, that coin is probably going to irritate you. And this is going to fit perfect for next year. When we do these home groups, you're going to have new people that have no clue of what you're talking about. They're going to ask you questions that you're thinking, how'd that thought even get in your brain? We taught Bible studies at my house for a while, and some of the questions I got Kind of comical. Don't get quiet on me. You know you've asked them. You know you've said the same thing. I had a kid say, well, I'm mad at God. Why are you mad at God? Why would he do that to, to the devil? He's just letting him be bad. I'm just mad at God because he's treating the devil so bad. All right. At least you're asking a question. That's basic. But, folks, you're going to get that. When we get to 2020 and you open your home or you open, uh, some, you open your home and somebody teaches one in your, in your home or you go to someone else's home, you're going to hear some silly stuff. 
And maybe you're teaching. Maybe you are teaching a, a, a home group. Maybe you're the leader of the home group. And, and you get somebody. They're going to text you. They're going to irritate you. They're going to text you at 1 in the morning. They're going to text you at 2 in the morning. They're going to say, I just can't make it. I just can't do it. Why? What happened? This person looked at me wrong. It's going to be silly stuff, but that is a coin that I am polishing, that God is polishing, that I just happen to be the, the conduit that, that, that grabs the coin, that doesn't stop. The irritating questions doesn't keep that person from having value. As much as they're going to annoy you, as much as they're taking their time to finally get it, they have value. You know how many times I I prayed at the altar and never got it? How many times you've prayed at the altar and you never got it? How many times you sought God and you never could figure it out? But eventually things, you started gaining momentum. Eventually things started clicking for you. Eventually things, you, you, start, you start getting a little bit of weight under your, under your legs and you got to stand on your own. And eventually things began to click on your own and you didn't have to text or you didn't have to call and you didn't have to reach out to somebody else. You could almost encourage yourself and, and you finally began to gain some ground and, and, and you saw that I can do this on my own. There's room for another coin. Our, our homes are going to be full of people. And I hope you get somebody that irritates you. And I don't mean to, to, you know, to bug you. But here's, because you'll end up falling in love with the person that irritates you. You end up taking ownership of that person that just drives the garbage out of you. That just, goodness, why, why do you keep messing up? But you love them so much that you'll respond to a text message at 2 in the morning. That you'll go to their house and talk to them. You'll you'll say, hey, man, you're going to get it. It's going to be all right. Because they're a coin. And they're worth something. They have value. In this church, there is so many seats and so much room for the irritating coin. For the new person. Go ahead and you sit next to me. Go ahead. Let, let, me, let me be your friend. You go ahead and, and bug the daylights out of me. Maybe you, get, maybe you won't get somebody that will bug you. Maybe you'll get somebody that gets it fast. Because they're out there. There's some, there's some people out there that are, that are going to be something quick. But they haven't been found yet but they still have value. They may be rude. They may be snotty. They, they may not want nothing to do with it, but eventually they're going to get feet under their, they're going to get weight under their feet, and they're going to get it. They're going to get it quick. Room for another coin. We've all been dirty. We've all been uh, in the miry clay, the Bible says. We've all been frustrated. We've all been down and out. But somehow God didn't give up on me. Somehow God didn't give up on us. Some, I'm talking about the irritating person irritate me. Trust me, I have irritated God. Trust me, I have stumbled. Trust me, I have should have gotten it and didn't get it. But I didn't lose my value. 
I didn't lose the love of God that he had towards me. I still have value. We're going to find people that didn't want to be lost. Their whole purpose in life was never to be lost. They didn't want to be lost. There's a video going out right now of a preacher talking about the worst thing about hell is when your kids are coming down with you, your friends are coming down to hell with you. They didn't want to go. People don't want to be lost. You don't want to be lost. They don't know proper etiquette. That coin that's so irritating that I can't find it, but I'm still searching for it, it doesn't understand when I say you may be seated, you can go ahead and sit down. That person doesn't understand that you shouldn't be texting. You shouldn't be playing a game right now. That person doesn't understand when you're at a Bible study, you're supposed to be quiet. But they're going to talk. And they're gonna, you're going to say, okay, let's go to chapter, you could say Hezekiah chapter 5. And they start looking for it. Some of you almost started looking for it. The coin is lost. And at this church, there is room for another coin. When we do these home groups, there is room for another coin in my house. There is room for another dirty, stinky coin in my house. There's room for another dirty, stinky, irritating kid in my youth group. There is so much room for them because there's so much love for them. There is so much love that God has for the lost coin that he even made a parable about it and said, even that one coin, there's joy in heaven over that one person that repents. Now notice, it doesn't say its value. It doesn't even really say if it was clean or dirty when he found it. It just said there is joy in heaven when one sinner repents. When we all look at each other, every single one of us look different. I'm almost the only bald guy in here. Rico's catching up with me. We are all different. And let me say, at this hour in 2019, just because you're different, you better not look at somebody else that's different from you and say, you don't belong. You're not good enough. You don't look like me. So you aren't good enough. I'm not going to fellowship with you because you're different than me. That's the attitude of 2019. That's the spirit that's out in that world that you're going to be looking for that coin out there. And maybe you found a coin, and maybe that coin says you look different than me. You don't make as much money as I do, so I don't want to go to your home group. You don't have a, a, a job like I got. You got some rich people in your church? Let me go to their home group. That's the attitude of 2019. That's the world we're living in. But that world cannot control the Spirit of God. That world, that, that, that mess that's out there should not stop Steve Lockwood from reaching for the coin, reaching 
for somebody else. Reaching for somebody that matters to God. There is room for another coin. They don't want to be lost. They don't want to go to hell. They're wanting somebody to come find them. All of us have felt lonely. All of us have felt felt like we're just by ourselves, and we just wished somebody would text us, wish somebody would just call me and just tell me they love me. We all have had that time, I wish I belonged, but there's a whole world out there full of pain that they're hiding behind the smile, they're hiding behind the money they make, and they're saying, I wish somebody would take me in. I wish somebody cared for me. I wish somebody would just call me and accept me. I meet hundreds of people for my job every year. Two or three hundred homes every single year. I meet hundreds of people. All of them look different. All of them make different money. All of them are financially different. All of them are are different in looks. All of them are different in experiences. But all of us have the same emotions. We all want to be accepted. And some of our finances are bigger than others. But that doesn't mean that they don't want to be loved. We can be intimidated by what the coin that we're finding looks like. Maybe they look better than I do. So that means I can't talk to them because they're on a different level. I can't reach for them because they look better than just me. I can't touch them. I've only got to reach somebody that looks like me or feels like me or talks like like me. I can't reach up. I can't reach across because I'm not at their level. That's the intimidation that we feel when we're talking to people is they're just better than us. I can't reach to them. I can't touch them. I can't minister to them because they're better than I am. They they make more money than I do. Their house is paid off and mine's not. I'm in debt. They're in they're not. They've got a hundred kids. I don't have any kids. There's a million different things out there that will stop us from searching for a coin. I, I, I could go on and on and on about the scenarios of what keeps us from looking for another coin. We sang this a song earlier. The basis of that song is Isaiah 6. Can you go to Isaiah 6 and 8? The basis of that song we sang earlier about the angels around God, it's one of the first times where man got to the throne room of God and got to see what it looked like. My, my lips are clean because he, he, he took a coal off the altar. and You, you know this whole story. They were redeemed. He's been forgiven. And he said, also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom? shall I send? And who will go for us? Then said I, here am I. Send me. God, I'll do it. I will look for that coin. All, I will accept him. I'll go out to the hedges I'll do it, God. I'll cook a meal. I'll open my house. I'll shake their hand. I'll send them a text. 
I'll tell them how much God loves them. I'll tell them that they're worth something. I'll be the one that gets embarrassed. I'll do it. Here am I, God. Send me. That love, that passion, this desire that God, I'll do it. I'll do it, God. The vision of church, of this church, is to open a house. God, there's no way I'm teaching anybody, but y'all can come on in. I'm not standing in front of people, but I got a lady I work with that said something about a Bible one day. I'll ask her if she'll show up. I don't know the Bible forward and backwards. I don't like talking to people. But I got a grandson that needs a, needs a home group. It, it, when you talk about outreach, the instantaneous thought is door knocking. Because we've, I guess in Pentecost, they've preached it so long, and there's all these people that are always talking about it. That's not it. That's not always it. Um, um, in Acts, the, 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 the couple that was with Paul, um, um, Priscilla and Aquila, you know what they had? They had a church in their home. They followed Paul. All they did is they brought the friends, and Paul came to their house, and they had a group. They were reaching for coins. Hey, I got a couple more chairs in my house I could fill up. And can I tell you what's going to happen in 2020? You're going to open your house, and it's going to be weird at first. You're not going to know what to expect. It's, it's going to be different. You're not going to know what to expect. But I 100% promise you that one day in 2020, pastor's going to say, so-and-so, I want you to come talk about what happened at your home group. I promise you this is going to happen. You're going to stand up and say, it was nuts. It was, it was wild. I had five people receive the Holy Ghost in my house. They've been showing up for five weeks, but they finally got the Holy Ghost. We prayed for somebody, and demons come out of them. Steve, it was crazy. I never knew home groups were like that. I just thought you just read a couple verses. Everybody says, yeah, I can apply it to my life. See you later. You mark my words. In 2020, somebody's going to stand behind his pulpit and give a story about that. That's going to happen. Maybe it's going to be me. Room for another coin. Remember, I preached whenever. Is that cloud moving? That cloud is moving. That cloud is moving. Pastor said it Sunday. The cloud's moving. The Spirit of God is moving that direction. And if we can get this, there is room for another coin. God's not going to have to fight us the whole time. We're going to be able to say, all right, God, here am I. Send me. What do I need to do? Where do I need to sign up? How do I do it? Steve, you got a Bible study for me? I don't know what to do. We'll just start talking about Genesis chapter 1. It's that awkward, folks. We have lightning bolts, and we have thunders here, and everybody's yelling, and, and I'm playing the bass guitar so good and getting you pumped up. When you're at your house, and they're 16 inches from your face, It's this quiet. There's not pretty piano in the background. It's this quiet. 
But if that passion is in you, that that coin, I'm going to get that coin. I'm going to wash that coin up. That coin's going to get cleaned up. And I don't care if it takes 57 weeks. I don't care if it takes a week. I'm going to clean this coin up. And you're going to chop away at that tree and keep chopping and keep teaching and keep texting and keep going. And eventually, that tree is going to fall. You ever seen those big redwood trees back in the 30s when they cut them bad boys down? But eventually, that tree fell. Eventually, that tree falls. And eventually, that coin says, you know what? I, 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 I think you're right. I do need to be saved. I think you're right. It took you long enough. I remember a time... I had a, a, a young man in my house, and he would just sit there, and for the first few weeks, he was just asking questions that just stirred everybody up, just these weird questions. Love the kid. He's been here several times. I don't think I ever baptized him, though, but I got close. And he'd just irritate, you know, just ask questions that kind of got things off subject. But here's how I just kept chopping away. Hey, you going to be here tonight? You coming tonight? Dirty coin. You coming tonight? Yeah, I guess I'll be there. All right, hope I see you. And believe it or not, this works. This works. You give everybody a Bible. And if that joker doesn't even believe that Bible, you say, hey, can you, can you read? I know you may not understand it, but I'm going to start with you, and we're going to go over. Can you read verse 1? You watch it work. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. The first time he or she reads it, they may try to ear it. You know, they, they're still whatever. But that word is coming out of their mouth. See how sneaky I am? But that word comes out of their mouth, and you're just chopping the tree. You're just, I got a coin. I'm just polishing this coin. You know what he told me? You know when I knew I was going to get him? He's moved now. I knew I was going to get him when he came to Bible study one night. He goes, Steve, I've been listening to you. I said, okay. He goes, I could have gotten a fight today and I didn't get in a fight. I'm talking about polishing a coin. I'm not talking about my daughter raised in church and then, you know, it naturally just happens because you're always here. I'm talking about somebody that doesn't really even want God, but week after week, week after week, saying something to him. I know he was living like a devil during the week. I get it. But he told me one day, I could have gotten a fight today, and I didn't because I heard you. Blessed are the peacemakers, not the troublemakers. I told him that all the time. Blessed are the peacemakers, not the troublemakers. And he finally said, Steve, I could have gotten a fight, and I didn't. High five. He, he should have just, I, I, it would have been like gotten to heaven for him. You know, I just gave him a high five. I said, man, it's awesome. Keep going, man. I'm talking about I picked him up in the, in, the, in the van one night. He had a BB stuck in his forehead. 
Hey, are you coming tonight? What's wrong with you? Man, I just argued with this kid. He pulls a gun out and shot me, and it was a BB. This is a true story. I'm, this is what you're going you're gonna to experience this stuff. There's a BB right here, like a big pimple. This is a true story. I, you can't make this up. What are you going to do? My mom works at the hospital, man. She's going to take me. I'll, I'll try to be there. I loved and love that kid. Troublemaker. I hated seeing all of his social media posts because I knew, man, that devil, you're a liar, devil. I'm going to get him. I'm talking about polishing the coin. This is just an experience I had a year ago. I don't have any recent experiences. All I know, the Bible says that the, the servant went out and did it, and he said, and there's still more room. That's all I know about this whole principle is the fact that he went out and got the people, and he said, but there's still more room. And God said, okay, go out again and get my house full. And then the next chapter, he gives a parable of three things, the lost sheep, the coin, and the lost son. God is obviously making a point. That lost sheep that looking down, didn't know where to go, didn't know what to do, and looks up, all of a sudden he's lost. He didn't want to be lost. The shepherd went out and got him. The lady that had ten coins and dropped one, instead of saying, man, it's no big deal, I got nine more, and kept going, she went to find that. The son that left and come back, there is joy in the presence of the angels over one of them that repents. And Isaiah said, God, here am I, send me. Peter says that it's God's will for none to perish, but to all come to repentance. We have value. Maybe you're here today, and you're the one somebody's working on. And you're trying to just figure out, man, do I want to live for God or not? I'm just going to keep going until I figure it out. I don't know. I'm just trying. Man, it's hard sometimes. My life is hard. You're right. It is tough. But the more you show up here, the more you try, the more you just keep on going, the more you'll realize that Jesus still loves you, the more you'll realize that you still have value. You're still worth something. Maybe, maybe you used to be used like crazy. Maybe you were always pumped up and going and doing all this stuff, and you haven't for a while. You're still valuable to the church. You're still valuable to the house of God. You're still valuable to God. It doesn't say how old the coin was or how new the coin was or young it was. When you get a quarter and it says it was made in 1955, it's worth 25 cents like the one that says it's made in 2019. It doesn't matter your age, your, 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 your financial stuff. It doesn't matter any of that other than God still has value on you. You're still worth something. I don't have a dad that lives for God. I don't have, a, I don't have a, a bunch of family here at our church, but I'm still worth something, man. I still have value. I can do this. 
Steve Lockwood can get a coin. I can be the one that says, here am I, God, I'll do it. You can too. You can open your house, start an awkward Bible study, and have testimonies of your own that, hey, I got a coin polished. Every one of us have value, and there is still room in the house of God for another coin. We still got a lot of room in my youth group. And I don't want to just wait for the ones Maddie's agreeing with me. I don't want to just wait for the ones that get old enough to finally get in there. I bet if some of us would try, you'd be a lot more successful than you think. You're better at it than you think you are. If you just try it, just try it. I double dog dare you. Try it. And just see what God won't do with you. See what God won't do with you. We're the body of Christ. Somebody's the elbow. But guess what? You get a bottle of water, you try to take a drink without bending your elbow. Try it. You can't operate without it. Somebody's the aggressor. Somebody's the one that will knock doors. Somebody's the one that will chase and just bug the daylights out of your friends. Others are going to be the quiet ones that say, hey, man, you know, here's 100 bucks. Here, why don't you buy some food for your group? I, I, don't, I don't know how to do it all. You know, I'm still working on mine, but I got some money for you. Here's 100 bucks. Just spend it to, to whatever you can do. Buy more Bible study charts. You're a part of this body. And there's not going to be two people that go and do this. There's not going to be four people that do this. The entire body is going to work together to fill this place up. The entire body is going to work together to fill a home. The entire body is going to work together to polish some coins. Because there's still room. Why don't we all stand? We have value. And God wants you to do what you can do because you have value. You're worth investing in. You're worth it. Regardless of your home life, regardless of how you feel, regardless of if you have the Bible memorized or not, if you open your mouth, God will fill it. Somebody's going to get this, and your group's going to work fast. Somebody's going to get this, and your, work, your group's going to work slow. Somebody's going to get this, and you're going to have highs, and you're going to have lows. Somebody's going to get this, and you get so irritated, you kick everybody out of your house. Don't do that. I did that. You know, I, you get irritated. You got to figure it out, man. You get, you, you're taking too long. You're being mean. You want to you hear the do's and don'ts, especially the don'ts? I will tell you the don'ts. Don't get in the way. Don't think you're better than what you really are. And say, hey, well, I'm going to teach this Bible studies, a bunch of brat kids. They don't get on, kick them out of here. Because I did that. 
and you get, you get pushed back pretty quick. And you pray, and you say, here, God, here am I. Send me. There's a coin out there, God, and I'll get the coin. That's the do. God, I'll do it. That's the do. This, God, I love you. I'm your man. I'm your woman. Because when this is right, you'll be amazed at what happens here. You give to God. God gives to you. You give to somebody else, and then they give to God. It'll blow your mind. God. But today we're going we're gonna to know our value, and we're going to get this. Pastor's going to continue to preach it. However, he does it. I can just tell you, remember this. There's room for another coin. Remember that. There's room for another coin. Let's just all come up front. There's been a good spirit of God. There's been a good spirit of the Holy Ghost here this morning. Don't know what else to say other than just know that there's coins out there, and we're going to get them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I've never done this before. I'm going to do this. I'm going to loose this spirit over this church. Here am I, God. Send me. We're going to receive it. So I'll lift our hands and close our eyes. Father, in the name of Jesus, I loose the spirit right now. Here am I, God. Send me. In the name of Jesus, I loose the spirit now over everyone that calls this place home. In the name of Jesus, here am I, God. Send me. In the name of Jesus. Yes, in Jesus' name, in the name of Jesus, here am I, send me God, here am I. Yes. Let's lift our hands right now. It's gonna happen here. It's gonna happen here from the youngest to the oldest. In Jesus' name, God, there's coins out there. We're gonna find them. We're gonna polish them up, God, as long as it takes. Yes. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Why don't we lift our hands right now? Hi alamo shore basandara makaye alabo sondo. 
God, they're going to be baptized in the Holy Ghost in our home. We're going to baptize them in our bathtubs. God, we're going to pray them through in our home. We're going to polish them up, God. Hallelujah, Jesus. We're going to polish them up, Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Yes. Yes, Father. Hallelujah, Jesus. Yes. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, Jesus. Yes, Father. Why don't we right now just lift our voice and just begin to magnify him. God, I'm going to do it. Hallelujah, Jesus. Yes, Father. Yes, Father. Yes, Lord. Yes, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. Yes. Hallelujah. 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 Hata. Karabaki alamarobo sota la bahaya tala bahaye. Ila la mahara Hallelujah, Jesus. It's going to happen, church. It's going to happen. If it doesn't happen, you can publicly call me a liar next year. It's going to happen. We're going to have testimonies. Hey, Steve, man, it, was a, it, was, it happened, man. It happened, and I'm doing it. It's going to happen. And you can do it. You can do it. You can do it. Hallelujah. Praise God. You're worth something. If you're going home today with something that's going to smack you in the face and it tells you you can't, you better believe me. You're worth something. You got value on you. You have value. You're worth something. Praise God. Don't forget about prayer tonight, uh, 5.30. Be here for prayer. We're going to get plugged in. God's going to continue to do a work, and I'm excited about it. God bless you. You are dismissed.